the inside. She got the scoop on the ones to watch, on the ones that's hot. No one can do it quite like Caroline. Caroline. No one can do it quite like Caroline. It's time for Caroline. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Hyper Caroline Hobby. I am your host, Caroline Hobby. I know music, I know people, and I know the questions you want to ask. So let's get hyper. Heads up, these are adults having adult conversations, so there could be adult content. I am so thrilled to have Lucy Silvis joining me today. She is a European sensation, sold a million albums in Europe. She just wrote a song for Miranda Lambert, Smoke and Jacket, on the new album. She's one of CMT's Next Women in the Country. Smoke, Letters to Ghosts, and Villain are three songs and music videos that she made from her album, Letters to Ghosts. Rolling Stone premiered them all. She's married to John Osborne of the Brothers Osborne, and he actually kicks off this interview by interviewing Lucy. Y'all get excited. It is so great. Here's Lucy Silvis. I'm here with Lucy Silvis and John Osborne, and John's going to conduct a little interview really fast. So take it away, John. Yeah. So hi, I'm John Osborne. Very Hello. nice to meet you guys. Nice. I'm glad you could be here. Really nice to meet you. I like, um, like your jacket. So we hear your amazing, incredible husband. He's got a, a huge beard. There's like the... <laughs> Does the hairs get caught in your mouth when you kiss and stuff? <laughs> the hairs get caught in everything. He's like Cookie. He sheds. He sheds everywhere. They're, they're all over the house. So you know, you they're like in the food. You need a lint roller every time a you guys... A lint roller. It's all over me. I find them, you know, stuck in my own hair. I find them, you know, stuck to my eyelashes. Oh, really? Y'all are doing a lot of making out. Yeah. <laughs> no, never. We're yeah. yeah we're, we're basically yeah. like Velcro. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway. He has got an amazing beard. That's it. <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> okay. Literally, we are here with John Osborne and Lucy Silvis in their beautiful house. And we are going to talk about Lucy's album, Letters to Ghost, which I think is so cool because y'all are not only a power couple because y'all are both incredible singer-songwriters, Y'all co-produced this album together. Y'all, I mean, is there anything y'all can't do together? I love you, by the way. <laughs> I just, like, looking at you just makes me happy. Um, uh, um, yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> what yes, was the question? No, I don't um, know. no um, I, he, I mean, John is, I have to give John credit because he, um, you know, I wrote the songs and there was definitely things I had a vision for. He he knows me. He knows my sound and what I like without me having to tell him. And we grew up with a lot of the same influences. And, you and know. What is that sound that you like? It's like, well, it's a mixture of so many things, which makes it hard to place anywhere. But I love Motown. I love country. But it's it's a, it's got an influence of those things. What I perceive to be the country that I know, you know what I mean? And and it's got a twangy sound, but it also has a throwback sound, but it's also pop, it's modern. And so I think it was exciting for John to do that, something outside of what he normally does as well, and produce an album with freedom with no one telling us what we had to do. Okay, yeah. so. Talk to me about producing an album with freedom, because that's crazy. Y'all could do whatever you want. Yeah. I, well, you know, sometimes, you know, the artist-producer relationship is kind of strenuous, um, because there's a lot of creative differences um, there. And you would think it would be worse for Lucy and I, because we're married, so we're throwing in another <laughs> dynamic. But <laughs> but genuinely, I trust I trust her implicitly, and she has an, an incredible ear for things. And, um, and so th when she says something, I don't think twice about it. And Sometimes I'll push back, and she trusts me too. So I think the the mutual respect there is is really big, and the fact that she funded this record on her own. Technically, she is the label, so she does get the last call. I have to just do whatever she wants, <laughs> and um, and we also and produced it with Ian Fitzchuck as well, and he's also just a very laid back, easy person. He respects us; we respect him immensely, and um, just to just to know that there weren't any limitations <clears throat> in a way made it a little more difficult because you could say anything, but the freedom uh, of that was very much worth it, I think, in the end, because we got to just do whatever we felt was right in our hearts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've got no one watching you along the way saying, well, we need a radio single, or we need this to fit, you know, where's this going to sit? And I think artistically, that's one of the hardest things for artists. Like, how can you really... I think every so often an, an anomaly comes along where they've had that, but they've somehow managed to compartmentalize themselves so they can make the best album of their lives creatively. But it is very hard to do that when you've got any limitations or anybody watching sort of what you're doing. So do you 
was it a big leap of faith to do this album and fund it yourself? Because I know like we're going to get into your past. You have had record deals. You've sold a million albums. You've done crazy stuff. So to get to Nashville and fund an album and do it by yourself, was it exhilarating and scary? Exactly those two things. I think number one, um, you know, my dad always told me you have to, like any business person, you have to invest in yourself. You have to be... It's hard to put your money... Yeah, in it is. It you is. Know, it because is, you're yeah. like, mm, you know, what, you know, we've got to pay bills, but also, you know, should I spend it on... Is it, is it foolish? Is it stupid? You know, no one minds spending somebody else's money. You know what I mean? But even yeah. that, it's like you don't realize that the weight that that comes with, at least the weight is mine. The stakes are high in just for me. No, I, I don't know, think people realize how much money it costs. I mean, th there are moments when I'm surprised at how much money it costs, and it seems like the costs never end. I mean, right. just to record it, you got to get in there and get a studio. You got to get engineers. You got to get um, mixers. You got to get um, you know the band and, and the cartage in there in the yeah. studio, and then you have all the amount of hours and the, the amount of labor that goes into it and editing and, and producing. And then that alone, once you get there, and then you've got to master it, and then you think you're done, but then you got to get artwork and then the packaging, and then it just it never ends. So you're Lucy like, definitely, you know, um, sh she invested in herself like I think any smart person should. If you really believe in yourself, you should be willing to put your money where your mouth is, and and she did that, and um, I think that's hugely respectful. Well, thank you, John. And also, I just love that you as a couple decided, like you obviously believe in her so much as your wife and an artist that you're on board too. Like that is amazing to me, y'all's relationship. Talk to me about what it, what you guys are like in the studio. Like how's John and how's Lucy working together in the studio? He's, it's it's fun because it's like, like I said, we when we met, it was like a time when, you know, everyone was jamming around. It's like we knew we had the same influences musically i mean he he's given me an education of music that i wouldn't have heard of growing and up likewise. in london and yeah so we we get in the studio it's fun and he's john is better he's more disciplined than i am so <laughs> he would get to a top i mean it's almost like sometimes well he, when he's editing i'll come back like an hour later i'm like are you still doing that snare drum it's like <laughs> he's so meticulous that it drives mm -hmm. me crazy and then at the same time I respect it because that's kind of the discipline that I don't have. I don't like singing vocals very much. I like to, to sing it and just, I'm like, well, that's that's right, or I'll do it like this. And he did it right the first time. He'll do everything when he's playing guitar especially, but he's so meticulous um, that he'll, he wants, he does everything 100% and I respect that. So in the studio, actually the two of us together you know, somehow works. I actually don't know what I bring to the equation. Your name is on it. I think that's a, a shoe. It's not my name. name on it. It's just the name on the CD. That's what I bring. <laughs> no, but it's an amazing, it's fun. And it's like, we're sitting there going, well, in the world of music, I mean, this no one could hear it or everyone could hear it. You just don't know. And in the world of music, you sit there going, we have no rules. We have no boundaries. It, it, the only stress that came into it, honestly, was never a creative one. It was never a dynamic thing. It was never. We we respect each other. We, there's no egos involved. Um, it's the financial side of it. That's mm. when I get stressed, and that would stress John because he's worried about me stressing out. So that was just where we'd support each other and know we have to keep working hard to keep this thing going. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna leave you guys to it. I know you have plenty to go over. I'm just getting in the way. Hey, you're not getting in the way. Before you go, tell me how it felt when you won ACM, no, CMA Duo of the um, Year. Was, was that an, the most yeah, crazy it experience? It, is, it was one of the most incredible experiences of my life. And um, when I won, my brother and I had quite a bit to drink. And all I was thinking was, okay. <laughs> no one expected it. So I was like, don't trip on stage. Don't curse on national <laughs> television. And thank Lucy. And I did all those things. So that was as, as, as much of a success to me as anything. <laughs> And um, but it's incredible, you know. I don't know. I still every day I think about it, and it's something that I can't even wrap my head around. Well, you your know, peers so. voted for it, right? Our, yeah, our peers, isn't, our people. Yeah. Isn't that kind of the most amazing thing that your peers wanted you to win? That's why. I mean, it's one thing. So it's like you know, when, when you're when when you win awards that are voted on by by the fans, a lot of times it's it is who the most famous or most successful person is at the time. That, that wins because you have a huge fan base. It's just a number thing. And, and anything that is fan voted and you win always feels amazing. But to be acknowledged by your peers, you feel like a, an immense amount of love because those, those are the people that you know. And you see them on a daily basis. And you also have a level of like admiration for. And um, it is an immense amount of love that you feel. It's the only thing. It's, it's incredibly overwhelming. It was one of the most 
incredible surreal experiences of my life and i don't think i could ever actually put it into words what it feels like that's freaking out it was when i saw from him was like it was that overwhelming emotion that he felt because he felt like he's been in this town so long as as, as has tj and they work so long and they've remained very uh, they have a lot of humility and they've remained like really sweet and team players with this town and and i think it that's what made us all emotional was knowing that that award had come from their peers and how much goodwill in the room there was for them i don't think mm. you can if you feel that i feel like you feel that gives you s some sort of invincibility if you feel like people are supporting you in that way yeah so, it is yeah but you guys, Lucy, <coughs> the Brothers Osborne, all y'all's group, y'all radiate, and I was going to talk about this, y'all radiate truth and authenticity. Like, I oh, feel like thank you. all the people that you guys run around with, it is so crucial that y'all are honest and authentic. 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 <laughs> I feel like, and I feel like people gravitate towards that because after a while, no one wants people to bullshit them. You just yeah. want to know the real person. And all of you guys are like that. And we're, yeah, we're amazing. real people. And that's how you are. I mean, we've known you for years. And, and everyone in A Thousand Horses, all those boys, it's like the, as soon as we hang out with each other, there's a level of comfort because we trust each other. We know that we're getting the real human. And, and I think at the end of the day, music and success aside, you just want to be around people that you love and you want to be around just genuine people. I don't care if you're a genuine asshole. As long as you're <laughs> genuine, it's all good. Consistent. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. be a consistently yeah. genuine asshole. So I don't know. I just love that. And, you know, and, and our lives can be crazy sometimes, but when we come home, that's home base and everything just goes away. And and um, this is what it's about. You know, your 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 career is just something that, isn't the end result the end result is, is a life that makes you happy and, and i feel like our lives together you know are, is everything to me yeah. okay that's the most beautiful thing ever anyway on that note i really do have to go <laughs> okay i do all right bye john thanks for joining <laughs> us i love you i have mean a good one. if y'all are not the sweetest cutest couple no, he's so sweet it's like that's it's the sweetest thing ever. like um bye don are y'all um, always this sweet and like loving and respectful and just perfect i mean sometimes we just ignore each other but that's <laughs> because we're in the house but that's the thing you know when you're in the house with someone and as long as they're in the house you have that feeling of contentment and peace because you know they're there even though you know and he often will sit there and just play guitar and work on his amps and all that kind of stuff and it gives me a great sense of like peace you know we do we do get along really well he is my favorite person he's fun to be with and you know it's it's a good thing that he is my favorite person because we live together that yeah. would be that would be hard and if you've he decided to join lives yes exactly <laughs> so it would be difficult if we didn't but yeah. what is the secret to y'all's marriage because um, y'all dated for a while too right we did we've been together a long time and we did we had a very difficult beginning because we got together and then I went back to England and we were like we don't know how to do this long distance thing it was so hard uh to figure out where our lives were going because we were like well I don't know if I'm going to live in England I don't know if I'm going to live in America and then I think at one stage I, th I decided you know to come here and I wanted how to How did come you make that decision? Because you were crushing it in England. Sold a million albums. I always harp on this. Same with Charlotte Church. I don't know. You told me that one time and I've never forgotten it. Oh my God. That you Sh sang like, uh, oh, uh, the on prayer. Vo on Vogue, like oh. with Charlotte Church. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> like the things you have done and the way you dominated in Europe to pack up and move to Nashville has got to be scary. It was really scary. I mean, it had been a while. It had been a couple of years, and I fell in love. I mean, who doesn't fall in love with Nashville? When how they can come you not? Here? You, how do you not drink the Kool Aid and like just not you? You're intoxicated by it. Because you got in right away too with a great group of people too. I feel like the first time I met you, you were hanging out with Cree Harrison, Brothers Osborne, yeah, Josh Matheny, Charlie Worsham, right? Casey Musgraves. Did you meet them right away? I didn't meet Casey right away. I didn't meet Casey till years later. But I met yeah, Cree and I lived together. I mean, it was funny because. I think the first people I met were actually Barry Dean and Busby. They they were the wow. first two guys I met. Um, and then I then realized that Chrysalis, the publishing company I was signed to at the time, was in Nashville. And then I met John and Donnie and Josh and, and all those the that guys. Was King and Billy at the time. King Billy. And, and that's when I met you as yes. well. And, and then I met Cree. And I remember Cree was looking to move out of home. And I was like, do you want to come live with me? I, you know, I'm going to come stay here for a few months. You know, maybe you could move in. And we so became... So Chrysalis really linked it all up. Chrysalis linked it up. And, and, and then I'd go back home and I'd come back. And it was years before really... I, I never really felt like I left once I came here, you know, and it was very difficult to make that. It is difficult even moving house, let alone moving countries. Um, and, you know, 
the good thing about it is my parents live in New Zealand. My sisters live in New Zealand. So I've never felt, I've always had a nomadic life. We've always moved around. I've never felt like one place is my home until now I'm with John and we're married and we have this home and I can't see myself living anywhere else now. But up until now, it's been quite, a, it, it's changed a lot over the years. So talk to me about your early life. Your mom was an opera singer? She what? No, well, my grandma sang opera in her church, and my mom actually was in a band. I mean, she—I didn't find this out till way later. When she was eighteen, she was in a band and she played bass for this band. Heck yeah, your mom's cool. And she was—I was like, wait a minute, can you still play bass? Like, yeah, I need need to see this. And um, but she was actually—I think the thing was that her parents were very, very strict. They really? were a very, con very conservative family. Um, I come from a, a Jewish dad and a, and a Christian mom, so and she okay. converted. So we had such a mixture of, a, of, of an upbringing and um, they wanted her to sing classical music and they were they were really not having it for her to sing anything else sorry and um and so really um she didn't want to do that and and she she had major stage fright she, really because i grew up listening to a lot of singers as well like judy garland and <sighs> barbara streisand and my mom used to hear that barbara streisand had huge stage fright and that used to make my mom feel a bit better but <laughs> she still I think really she got married and she wanted to make her whole life about my dad, which was was amazing. Um, but she does have an amazing voice, and I, I always I think that's what gave me the confidence hearing her sing to go and start singing. So how did you get into music? Because you started young. You started songwriting super young, super young. Like uh, maybe started writing songs on the piano. When I was like ten. I mean they were awful. Like <laughs> they, I mean I listened but for to a ten year old. I mean, maybe at least for a ten year old they were good, but they weren't. <laughs> and you know I certainly wasn't singing like a young Michael Jackson. I was like. <laughs> I was, I listen back to it now and it's like really nasally and excruciating. <laughs> but, but I was definitely a music lover. My parents had huge record collections. I'd sang all the time. We all played. We all sang. The, my sisters sang. But sisters you play played. mandolin and piano? I, I play piano. Piano is my main instrument. Okay. I play pia uh, mandolin because I was so bored of, I couldn't play the guitar. I have never been able to get my head around the guitar. I can play a few chords, but I don't have the ability to play it on stage. And so I thought, well, the mandolin's smaller. Maybe I'll try that. <laughs> and you're so teeny tiny. And, and I was just like, this fits. <laughs> this fits my five foot one body. And um, and John kind of helped me through just teaching me a few things. And it's become really fun to play. But my sister's played instruments. And, we, you know, we always – we're always the kind of family that were taught to try anything once at least. And, yeah. and um, But, no, I didn't actually get into the music industry that young. I wasn't – I was probably – well, I was 17, so I guess that's young in the scheme of things. But I was, my parents were strict about it. They were like, no, no, you can't meet anybody. You can't go on the road. You can't do this. But then, then you started you going know, on the road and touring back up when you I were. did. So you yeah. said, sorry, parents. Thanks for the. Well, I think it's because of who it was with. It was with this woman called Judy Zook and her and stepdaughter. Tell me about her. She's an amazing singer-songwriter. She kind of, she had this big hit in Europe um, when she was like 18 years old. Wow. And then she was just such a prolific songwriter. And, and she didn't necessarily want fame she just wanted to be express her art express her art and and i heard her stepdaughter was one of my best friends so oh. so that's how my parents were okay with it so it's a great like easier way into ease. it ease they trusted it i mean god we were like it was got quite rock and roll on the road we were like i was young and we were like drinking and all sorts and we were <laughs> you know we would we had a good time and it was it kind of I grew up fast because, and I knew, I could see what she was going through as an artist. I could see, we were in a van traveling up and down the UK, which back then, you know, it was, it was very, we did it all ourselves and it made me want to be on the road. It was very young age to be on the road doing it like that, you know. So that's when you got the bug and you're like, this is the life for me. Absolutely. I mean, I always thought that I grew up watching my favorite singers and I always just wanted to be on stage. And admittedly, I grew up with singers more than I grew up with songwriters. I didn't, even though I was writing songs, I didn't pay much attention to the songwriters of this world. It was all about voices for me. It was all about Etta James and I was Aretha say, Who are your favorites? Probably Etta James, um, probably Roberta Flack, um, Nina Simone, people like that. Because um, you have so much you know, soul. And, like, you can feel the ache in your voice, too, when you sing. Like, Aww. I feel like when you're singing, I'm like, okay, I'm going through whatever you're singing about with Aww, you. It's so you. good. Thank you. I think it's just a – I don't know whether that – came to me young or because I think the older I've gotten life has played its part in the way I sing and I think that happens for a lot of artists that just dive into their music and and I'm not capable of 
that's been hard for me. I think I'm not capable of doing things that I think will get me to here. I'm only capable of doing what I feel. And, and that makes you a true artist. Uh, thank you. And <laughs> it, but it, but it's, it's hard in that way as well because you it feel like you don't give yourself much leeway, but then you're still being true. So that's a good thing. Well, yeah. and I am like really all about the secret and the universe and following your heart and your calling. I believe that if you are truly committed to the authenticity in your heart, it will be what it is supposed to be and nothing can stop it. I think you're right. And I think I think the biggest thing that I've figured out like as a human being or I'm trying to figure <laughs> out <laughs> is like is like you you actually get what you ask for. And you and do. I and I think deep down you need to realize what it is you're really asking for because some people really do want that huge fame. Some people want to have a quiet life and just find the perfect partner and the perfect family. I mean, we kind of, a lot of us want all of those things, but I've never really wanted to be um, hugely famous or anything like that. I just wanted to make music and tour and find the people that, that appreciate it and want to hear it. And, and, and honestly, I've never thought of myself as any kind of celebrity or, or person like that. It, it makes me uncomfortable. So <laughs> it's just, and that's not, it's like I don't enjoy events and being on stage. I love being on stage. That's fine. That's something you're doing naturally. So, and John's the same way. Like John plays guitar and you, you the only bold, you, you know, and it com really, really confident side of him is when he's playing. So when he's playing, you're like, oh, my God, this guy has so much confidence and so much self-belief. But then he comes off stage and he's a very unassuming... He's, approachable. He's, he's approachable character. He's fun and bold and he's you know, speaks loud and everyone thinks he's super um, extroverted. But actually, he, he's not really other than playing guitar. I love that. Okay, so I want to go through a few things. Okay. Well, first off, here's a couple quotes you said that I think are amazing talking about you. You said, music brings me joy and heartbreak every day. I'm, I'm, a hope, I'm hopelessly addicted. If, and then you had a picture where it said, it looks painful and it is the kind I love to sing about, which I love because Aww. all of the songs you sing, there's an ache. Like, especially this new trilogy that you just released. Rolling Stones released it. You have three-part music yeah, videos yeah. and songs. It's Villain. Uh, Letters to Ghost and Smoke just yes. came out. Mm -hmm. Okay, but before that, you sold a million albums in Europe. A million, Lucy. Uh, it's, cra you it's had, crazy. And then you you toured with Elton John, Jamie Cullen, Macy Gray. You sang with Charlotte Church, all yes. of that. You've <laughs> had several record deals. Talk to me about that. Oh, my God. Uh, it's, I'm, like, exhausted just hearing about it. But, but no. a million albums? I mean, that took a while. It's not like it happened all in one. But it doesn't but, matter. <laughs> but it is amazing when I think about it. And I think about the it, – it, it's so weird because I always – I remember saying to one of my friends, like, when he broke up with this girl that he really loved and he was heartbroken, I remember saying, we live ten different lives. Like, it's going to be okay. Like, And I yes. remember thinking – that really is, like, if you think about yourself 10 years ago or, you know, all those kind of things, you think, who was I and what was I doing? And I that, was an idiot uh, 10 years ago. I think I was a complete <laughs> idiot. I still am still an idiot. But, like, I, you know, but I, I, I look at it and I think, God, I really did have another life and almost career that I was doing. I was, I was kind of a workaholic. I found a bit more balance now. Um, really all I, I would just, you know, eat, sleep and breathe music. And it's not that I don't now, I just do it in a different way. I think I do it in a healthier way, in a more enjoyable way. Wow, that's wonderful. Um, but back then I had a blast. I met incredible people, like, like you say, Jamie, Jamie Cullum and Elton I John. Jamie Cullum. And he's amazing. Elton and and John. Elton John and Lionel Richie had a duet with. And that was crazy. That? And that was like someone I'd listened to when I was um, a kid and listened to the Commodores. And like, and, and he was so, and the guy has sold a hundred million records. And it's he, unreal. He, he was so humble. He, I was a brand new person that he'd probably never heard of apart from hearing my voice for a second and going, yeah, sure, you know. And he, I, he came on stage and he was so sweet and nice and respectful to everybody around him and i thought this guy is what legends are made of he's so talented he's written songs that are literally household songs they're Everyone they're knows. part of our lives and yet he's so nice and unassuming do you feel that that's a key element to being really really successful i know there's some assholes out there but i keep hearing that the really greats are the most humble like nice 
kind people that you could ever meet. I think, I don't know if there's one rule for everybody. <laughs> I mean, I, I know that there's a lot of tortured souls out That's there. That's true. And we're all tortured souls in a way. And, you know, not ev- no one's perfect. And a lot of people have, even that video trilogy, that was kind of what that's about, is that, you know, I try to be a good person. I think everyone tries to be a good person. I have sometimes my pride hurts and that's when the side of me I don't like comes out. And you which know song I mean? is that? Well, all of them. It's like, it, well, mainly villain as well. It's like saying, okay, I take the blame for the sides of me that I didn't handle very well. You know what I mean? And all that kind of stuff. And smoke is like, it's the it's the kind of temptation to do the wrong things again and again and again. And and it's someone saying, you know, help me, save me from myself. You know what I mean? And I think, you know, some of our great artists, I think you see Dolly Parton, who's one of my favorites as well. She seems so down to earth. She seems like she's got life figured out. Maybe she doesn't. I don't know. The, that's the way it looks. And she's got this enormous talent. And I feel like she hasn't got it by stepping on anyone. She hasn't got it by being dishonest or being competitive the only one you should be competing with is yourself i agree and there's room for everybody if you actually look to yourself and want to do something you know substantial and for yourself and uh, but it it is hard this is a competitive world a lot especially in the women's world we're all pitted sort of against each other and when we're not supposed to be we're actually the only ones that know how it feels to be us (laughs) so we actually need to support each other i found in this town it's i actually feel that more than ever this yeah. town is so supportive and it's super embracing women right now. Yeah. So talk to me about that a little bit. And even with CMT's Next Women of Country, because that's been a movement that's been happening lately that you're a part of. And I feel like it's just incredible how c- women in country music are really coming together and supporting each other. They are. I think, you know, like I said, in this town in Nashville, it's astounding to see how people... Because they say, you know, in high tides, all all ships rise. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a lovely expression because it's like, you're not supposed to, you're supposed to aspire to the people around you. So I think people like drink it in like it's like, I need this. I need to be around these people because it lifts me up and it inspires me and motivates me. And, and, and with the CMT have been amazing to me. And there's all the change, the convo and the, the kind of support women trying to get them to, um, you know, exist in a world that's equal. But actually, I think it's all up to us individually to do something that stands up, to actually be strong about it. And it's just that, you know, if we come into a room really, really confident, we get labeled a certain way. It doesn't always look good. You're supposed to be sort of a little meeker and feminine and sweet. But actually, you know, there's women out there with something to say and they and they have to shout about it, otherwise they don't get noticed. So I'm really inspired watching some of the women in this town like Marin and Casey as well, like, you know, driving things, saying, I'm going to do it this way. I don't need that. I don't need this. I don't need this person telling me how to do my career. And to have the confidence you know? to be authentic when especially maybe people are telling you you can't be, to say, like, I right. don't even care. That, right. That takes a lot of balls because what if your label backs out? What if you lose your deal? If you just but you commit to being authentic, and that's what's so cool is seeing these people commit to being authentic and seeing yeah. how it responds to, with people. It's 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 and it's hard, and it's okay that it's hard. It's a challenge to go. Okay, this is this is what I've decided. This is who I am, and this is what my goal is. And things. It's natural for things to come and and fall away from you and your career, and you've just that's it, very profound. Yeah, but it's like, but it, it's it's just part of life, and it's like if you don't have your eye on your goal that's true to you, then you're going to take it all extremely personally. And sometimes I do. I sometimes think, well, what should I do to f- should I be fitting in? Should I be changing what I do to suit this or that? But actually. No, you know, okay, not everybody gets to where they want to go, but at least get there in a in a way that makes you proud. Like at least get there in a way where you know I didn't bend because you know when you've yes. done it, you know when you've compromised yourself and you go home and you look in the mirror that night and you just feel a bit dirty. Dirty. You know, you feel like Ooh, yes. I don't like, like I don't... what I said today or what I did Ugh. today. It wasn't authentic like you say and I think you've just got to I'm trying my best to I can't really speak for anyone else but I see the people that are not afraid to offend anyone or uh, and it's not even about that it's about they're not afraid to actually be themselves and be liked or disliked right and that's a big thing if you if you're scared of being disliked then you're just going to live in your own shadow it's so true yeah exactly so tell me about you said 
you know where you want to go. Where is, what have you zeroed in as where you want to go with your music career? And was Letters to Ghost a big part of that? Letters to Ghost was a huge part of it because I came out of being with major labels and, and then Letters to Ghost was an independent endeavor. And and it's been, especially coming to a country like America, is so big and being a British artist in a town where it's like, well, I kind of exist in a lot of pockets, you know, so it's difficult to necessarily decipher what that is. And I don't really want to fit in anywhere. I want to stay in my own lane. I think that's my biggest goal. I want to, I see the kind of career that artists like Chris Stapleton or Casey have where they have which a huge... Which you've been touring with Chris Stapleton, which, which is awesome. Which is, which is crazy. I mean, you oh tour my God. with the coolest people. The people that I really, really admire and respect and, and, and the brothers, obviously, as well. You just and got off the Dirt Rich tour, which we have yeah. to talk about the Nashville show. And yes, I, <laughs> I can't wait. But they, they you know, it's, a, it's one of those things where I go, I want to stay in my lane. I want to perform to audiences it for me i'll either get on the radio or i won't or you'll either see me on tv or you won't but, but I you're just not worried want, about it not really because i kind of know the kind of music i make i don't make how would you describe it i, I don't know i th <laughs> i think it is popular music i think it's quite mainstream what i do but it is it's got a lot of influences it has influences of of country it has influences of motown pop um and you can't really place that anywhere. So really I'm I'm trying to find my audience and get out there on the road and be a touring artist. That's really all I care about. I care about making records in the way John Mayer does. He oh, and, and you see that and you go, well, is John Mayer pop? Is he country? Is he soul? Is folk? he uh, folk? He's a million things that you either like it or you don't. Like, yeah. I don't want to sit here and put my own music in a box. And if that's a problem for the music industry, that's not going to stop me doing records. I love that. You know? Um, but yeah, the marathon show with the brothers. Oh, okay. So you were on tour, the Dirt Rich tour. It was with the brothers Osborne yeah. and you guys, and y'all sold out Marathon Music Works. I feel like it was out of control. How was that show? Oh man, I was so proud of them, and like, and honestly, you. I, I mean, I'm proud to be with them. I'm proud that they love my music. That you know, of course, I, they're my family, but you know, they don't want anyone on their stage that the music doesn't you know, for something that they're into or that they like. And and I think it was a great fit because we both want people to have a musical experience. It's not necessarily who's in the charts and who can sell tickets. It's like we want something that's going to add to the whole experience of, of Brothers Osborne. And that night we were – I had major anxiety. We were you really did? nervous because it's Nashville and there is people in the room. You, like We're like, this is the most talented audience <laughs> we've ever sung to. Truly. It's like everyone in the room can pretty much – slay with a singing and playing uh -huh. and writing and it's like you're basically it's 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 like it was like the grammys to what i imagine the grammys to be like i gotta sing in front of these people there's like mick jagger sitting over there and john legend exactly, sitting over there exactly it's like and it's it's really really it was scary. the grammys of nashville it was the grammys <laughs> of nashville that's what it felt like and 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 yet you the opposite feeling to that is you feel so much love and support in the room. And I was so, honestly, I loved being on stage and I loved opening and I loved being able to play for our friends and, and Nashville. But it, it warmed my heart because seeing them go, you've seen it too. You know how hard they've worked. <laughs> There's a dumpster outside. Hey, yeah. we're just real life over here. I know. This is it. This is like... It's Friday trash it Friday? day. Oh, okay. it's trash day. God, I don't even know what day it Which is. Which is great. It's also recycle day because our recycle bin was overflowing like yeah, crazy. That's good. You're yeah. good people. Yeah, we're trying, like, Lucy. We're, recycling. we're trying to do uh, our part. Give me a cook. Um, but no, <laughs> I, I think that the proudest thing was to see me... To, to see the boys like just achieve that and go... The first hometown show in four years and just be... and. It, I don't know, it just makes me want to cry thinking about it because they really did have to work and work and work and, and work. never quit. Never quit and never And they've complained. reinvented themselves. They've even, they've, 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 they've danced this dance for they, so many have. years. And they've, and they've tried their best to do what's asked of them, but also stay very true to the kind of music they like. And you see them on stage and you see them even walk into a room and you think they are who they are. They are not putting on a show for anybody that, you know, they're not afraid to say anything to anyone and they're good people and they have a good family and, um, and they have huge family values. And I think it just comes out like we go back to authenticity, it comes out as artists. I think that's why people can't help but love them because their music is just an extension of who they are. So. And you, Lucy, are the same. Thank you, you. radiate Thanks. that same vibe. 
Thank you. Because they say so your much. vibe attracts your tribe. And seriously. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. You guys, that's why y'all are such a fit. It's such a, it's almost like, you know how the music mafia was back in the day? Yeah. I feel like there's this whole new thing music, coming. New music mafia. Like often, it's like, it's like, like the truth. Everyone's just being so real and being themselves. I mean, truthfully, there are so many people in this town that we look up to. Uh, um, there are so many talented artists that I could literally spend hours naming. <laughs> like, And that's unusual because usually you can name maybe two or three artists that you think are truly special. But this town is is full of very, very special people. And, and they, you know, we look at groups of people. I remember coming to town and seeing 10 out of 10 and just going oh yeah that was the thing uh, i just want to be happening. near them i just want to lap up all the energy of those people because that they are creative force and they were so talented and i was like that's the coolest thing ever and just seeing the way that they were all artists individually but they came together and created something really special and i think with you know all the you know we have friends dotted around nashville that don't hang together all the time but they all inspire me they i'm i'm, all, I'm always seeing what my friends do and, and I'm amazed at how people are conducting their lives and their careers. And for me, being a slight outsider coming from England, I'm just learning. I'm learning how to keep my find my place and keep my own place. You know, I think you're killing it. So Rolling Stones named you one of like, one ten art one of ten artists to watch, and then they also premiered your sm smoke video trilogy. Yes. It's the third mm -hmm. one in your trilogy. Yeah. How did you decide to make these videos? Because you made three music videos that are so haunting and amazing. Oh, what you. inspired you to make a music video to go with the songs and to release them as a trilogy? I think it was just like I was kind videos and photo shoots and all that stuff. Like it can be fun, but it's not the most comfortable side of things. For me and a lot of artists, the most comfortable side is on stage or being in the studio. So these, and I've come to love the visual side of things because it became fun. I was like, okay, I'm going to create this character and she's, I don't want to kill her off too soon because she happened in Lettuce to Go. So what happened after the trunk of the car? You know? So who is the character? Break her down. She's a, She is a villain and she's like the side of everybody that nobody really wants to admit. It's the side that has ever been in a, a relationship and, and acted like an idiot, you know, or maybe said or done the wrong thing or not always been, you know, the person she wants to be in every scenario. And I think, but it's also all your vices and all your, you know, all the parts of you that, you know, deep down inside exist in all of us, all those devil on our shoulder, you know, talking to us. And I think that's what those videos are about. And I like the idea of, I've heard of concept albums, but I'd never heard of concept videos in that they were all connected as one story. Yes. And I liked seeing her go from obviously being a socialite about town with poor Rick Brantley in the trunk. <laughs> and then, you know, going to prison and having this guy that's obviously a love interest. That was some major acting too. Yeah, and he was so He was good. great. Like he was like seeing him bang on the glass. the glass and crying. Oh my God! He he. And really you were over there just stoic with like a fa like you had made up the fa the face that you kept too. It was, was acting like, was out of control. Oh, thank you. Oh my God! <laughs> I actually had had rang a friend of mine uh, who was an actress and said, you know, how do I get my head into this? Because I've got such ADD that I'm like, how do I focus? And she was like, you do, you just think about something that's hurt you or broken your heart and just stay in that moment. And I really wanted to be coached to to, to come across for it to be real. You it know what I mean? And real. so thank you. And, and, and tense. Tense. Like and when I looked at him like bashing on the glass, I was almost like at the end of the take, I was like, oh my God, I believe him. And he was so amazing. And he kind of motivated me in that scene as well. Because he was all in. All in. I could really believed it. Yes. And, and the smoke video as well, you know, she ends up in this you know, I guess it's like a 28 days later, you know, like rehab <laughs> facility. And I love, and all my friends are in the video. I have my friend Karina and my friends Alex in the video and, and Shane and, and, uh, and Mary Lynn Stella was in the video. And <laughs> all these people that I wanted, I knew could play those roles. And I liked it because obviously at the end of the smoke, you see the twist where actually these characters don't exist. They're only in her head. They're actually multiple parts of her personality. Which is so and clever and amazing. Thank you. And it's like, it's, it's kind of sinister. And I, I like that. I've always been a big fan of like thrillers and like, you know, all that kind of thing that keeps you on edge, psychological thrillers. And that's probably my way of trying to be creative and trying to act a little bit and create this villain character and, and it. live it out on, you know, my videos. So it's amazing. Thank you. So tell me the highlights of 2016 for you. Because I feel like that was a big year for you. Smoke, I mean, uh, Letters to Ghosts came out at the end of 2015. Is that right? It, it did. Smoke, the end of 2016, 
2015. 20, oh, the Let's Goes album? Yeah. That's right. Yes, it did. <clears throat> yes. Came out independently. And then I signed a deal in the UK. So it was just for the UK on Decca. And it was like trying to get the, the album a bigger push. But it's all throughout 2016, I had this just train I had to keep pushing. I feel you know? like you doing the independent album, even though it was scary and exciting and all of the feelings, it led to so many doors opening for you. I feel not that I you even so. needed doors opening, but like just to see no, this I music did, coming, did. people were realizing, oh, okay, this is Lucy's heart. Like this is her sound and she's committing to it full force. I feel like so many things like CMT next one of country happen. And then honestly, like you started touring with Bobby Bones and the raging idiots. And that's awesome. And it was so fun. Avenue. And he's, he's uh, oh, so many people came on board because, and they heard it organically. I think Bobby heard it because Lindsay L had invited me to come sing a song with her and he saw it and he was like, well, who is that? And she said, I got to give you her music. And it was so sweet. That's another example of women supporting each other. But I think, you know, and people like CMT, and um have totally gotten behind you totally got behind me and artists the Even biggest rolling stone has rolling totally stone. gotten behind you it's so crazy i never would have dreamed that up and and um the biggest thing for me has been when i looked at the artists in this town that i admired and then ended up on tour with them and chris stapleton and little big town chris stapleton brothers osborne, osborne and willie, willie nelson Gosh, and those people and it, 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 it blows my mind it does <laughs> blow my mind because i always think well you know are people i don't I'm not. I don't have a team. I have me and my manager. And then I. And then I. Obviously, after a while of doing some work, I had Jay Williams as an, an agent, which also I have so much respect for. And he believes in me. And he's. I remember having a conversation saying, "He's like, I believe in this. I don't care how long it takes. I've had artists I've worked with before go through so many things. I don't need anyone else to tell me that you're." great that you're great and i want to help you and how amazing and to have someone like that as your champion really great amazing like I, I couldn't and it makes me very emotional because like i said there's nobody making my manager and me make those calls or make those things happen with the music itself we don't have this machine that is able to do that for me so it makes me really proud and now i've just got to keep going and make this new album and and which is what i'm starting to do now so okay so talk album. about the new album what is that going to be like and what can we expect? oh my god <laughs> um, i love you um, um and no um i think this uh, i'm really really excited because to me let us to ghost was such a good introductory here in america and now i kind of want to bring even more of my influences into it i'm again i'm not going to worry about where it fits i love that that um, to me is like the biggest fresh breath of fresh air Oh, thank you. It's and so it feels so good that you're just doing what you want to do. It is exciting because it's like there are no boundaries. And who I knows love, what could happen with it? Right. I love a lot of different kinds of music. I, we're going to be doing a lot of tour dates this year with some exciting things. Like there's 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 going to be twenty tour dates that we're going to announce in the next couple of weeks. Oh my gosh! Which is really really exciting. And then, you know, now I've got to be in the studio recording, and I think it's going to be quite um, a modern sound, but with a mixture of a lot of. Um, my favorite things like Roy Orbison and, and uh, Jeff, uh? Jeff Lynn even, and, and uh, you know, uh, some Motown in there. And obviously I love the Jackson five and stuff like that. And I think it's just, I mean, we've started to do even artwork for it, which is, it's just so exciting because to me, again, it's like, it's a creative mood board that you can do whatever you want. I'm like, this is where I'm at. I always thought artists, it's like someone comes into their lives and presses a pause button and then they make an album and that's where they are. And it's, I think, um, I just got to get my head down and get my head back into creative mode because we've been on the road for ages and that's sometimes, that's hard to get back in the swing of things. So, so what, if you could plan out 2017, what what are you looking forward to the most? If forward you could plan to? out this whole year. Yeah. Like oh if things God. are going according to plan, what are you hoping to happen in 2017? I'm hoping that I could really put my music on the map. I'm hoping that I can get out there and tour and do my own tour, however small. And by the end of this year, I would love to do some on my own dates. Um, I'm very excited about the artists I'll be out on the road with this year. Um, and that's just further, you know, motivation for me to keep going and knowing that I'm doing the right things. These people that you respect want hugely, you out hugely, with them. hugely. And, um, and then I would love, you know, I obviously would just love people to hear my music because I think um, I've gotten some amazing support within the industry and 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 gaining fans, you know, slowly but surely. But I really want to um, get out there and do more. I, I'm just, I think, you know, 
ambition and expectation are two very different things. I have huge ambition amb and expectation. Okay, break that down for me. So I have huge <laughs> ambitions. I want to be on tour. I want to play. I have dreams to play venues like the Greek Theater and Ma Madison Square Gardens and all those things. I want to do a million things. I want to tour with a band. I want to write albums. I want to write for other people. I want. Which, by the you way, know, you got a Miranda Lambert cut. I did. Tell, I did. What was what's the title? It's smoking jacket. So, oh my God. I Can was, you believe that? No, That's, I can't. Couldn't She's be cooler. So cool with her and Natalie Hemby and riding with her oh. was just like the of biggest. Of course you got to, of course though, that's your gang. You hang with the coolest people. No, but I mean, I only met her last year because she was so sweet and she t had tweeted about my album. I literally, I was sitting on the edge of the sofa and I nearly fell off because <laughs> I was so, when I saw her tweet, I was like, oh my God. Like I, it killed me that she even heard my music. So. Um, it was just so nice hanging with her and I got to know her on more of, you know, just a normal human level. And she was in a very exciting time in her life where she wanted to break down boundaries of creativity and just show the world what she's made of. And I, I got to be part of that. And I'm so proud that I got to be part of that. So, yeah, it was great. But no, um, but no, as I was saying, is I don't have expectations. I don't expect awards. I don't expect record deals i don't expect anything like that i don't ever want my head to be there when it goes there i don't like it when i start to think oh maybe i should be here or i should be with this label or maybe i sh i just i just want to keep my ambition there to motivate me and and not expect that. anything because i think no one should be entitled I, I don't like that attitude i think we're all doing it everyone works hard there's a place for everyone in this world and i think you just have to be humble um, be humble and do what you do. So, so how did you say that? Your ambition? Ambition is very different than expectations. I love that. Yeah, because it's like I think people, I see even the way being on tour with John and TJ, I see the way they operate. <clears throat> and they have never, I've never seen them go, I hope we get a Grammy nomination. I hope, I hope that this album reaches a million people or it's a little longer reaches a million sales. I hope we want this. It's, they never go want, 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 want. They just go, how can we do this and how can we make this brilliant? That's how I see them operate. I've never seen John be annoyed about something they didn't get. And they've been at this for years and they certainly, certainly hasn't been overnight for them. And I've never seen them entitled or resentful. All I've seen them do is keep working. Ugh. So it's like, how can you not be, how can you be around that and not adopt that the mentality. same attitude? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay, tell me about your tattoo. Tattoo. Uh, <clears throat> have no fear. So I actually got this in Nashville. I'd come here, I think it was 2007 I first came here. And I, it was a really hard time in my life. I'd come out 2007? of... 2007? Yeah, I'd come out of a relationship that was long-term. I was... I didn't know where I was in my career. I didn't really know what I wanted to do at that point. I was very lost. My family were dotted around the world. like, And I, I was really... I was trying to find some reason to motivate myself like I and and um I wrote this song called love with no fear and me and Cree Harrison had sang it together and and I said I really want to get that as a tattoo because it's it it's kind of loving yourself and other people with absolutely no fear of the outcome you know what I mean and I think when I look at that I remember someone telling me like that's like a no smoking sign <laughs> now you're just going to be a now you're just going to want to smoke you'll be afraid <laughs> I think a little bit of fa fear is a good thing I think to be scared um actually can challenge you and makes you actually do more than you were going to do push past the fear it pushed past you can the have fear. it but push past it yeah I was going to get be afraid on the other arm just to confuse <laughs> people but no but I love have no fear because it's not really about not ever being scared it's about just be scared but do it anyway uh. like jump off the, the edge of the cliff and just because we've got one life here we, we we don't get to do it again and we have to just put everything and not worry about judgments you know I've 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 always, I grew up kind of, my, my family were very reserved. So I think, you know, sometimes from my mom, my mom would be very like, we mustn't say this or we mustn't do this. And that was the way she was brought up. And I kind of wanted to do the opposite. I wanted to, I can't go through my life, you know, just pleasing everybody. I can't be like that. I can't really live if I'm doing that. I love that. Right. Okay. So we're going to wrap up with leave your light. I Ooh. like to ask everyone to leave your light. So give me some inspiration of how you have been inspired or how you would like to inspire others. How I've been inspired. I've been inspired by family. Like, you know, it, I know that sounds 
kind of typical, but the way that I see people be so loyal to each other, and I think it's much more important than music or what we do in our careers. I think what inspires me is people being honest and genuine, and that makes everything else, like, I'm not just saying that. I'm not happy unless I have that. You know what I mean? I'm not happy. I'm happy probably for the first time in my life to be with a person that um, is honorable and does things truthfully. doesn't mean it's perfect. It means it's done with the most truthful of intentions. And that inspires me as a person. I think I can be a better singer, a better player, a better artist if I come from that perspective. And I think I'd like to inspire people in the same way too. I want to inspire them to 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 i don't know just love people and accept people and accept themselves i like i'm trying to do that it's not as if i find it easy but i want if if people are inspired by everything you do it's just to t to tell the truth and and look past yourself sometimes i think if you're a person that doesn't have the ability to support others and and look at and 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 lift each other up um then you need to look at yourself because I think no one should be on a pedestal or beneath anybody. They should be equals. And I think that's kind of what I would like to, you know, inspire people to be, if, if anything. I don't know how I'd, I would do that, but that's what I'd Just like to do. Just by example, which you do. I think that's what everyone has to do. They have to lead by example because you can't tell. I'm way too opinionated sometimes. <laughs> and I think you can't really tell people what to do. You can only, like you say, lead by example and try to do the best you can, even if it doesn't... Even if it doesn't have the outcome you want, I think don't change your, don't change the way that you do things. I think it's, you got to be authentic. I love that. You're so sweet. Lucy Silvis. It's okay. just nice hanging with you. Hey, like, I love hanging with you. And we're neighbors. I know. One, I we live one street over East basically. Nashville. That's like, where it's at. That's where the good thing is. It's a trendy and cool place. Like we've got friends everywhere. It's like, it's, it's, you know, it can be a bit sketchy here and there, but <laughs> you know, um, just a little you bit. Know, just when you come out of Red Door, but um, <laughs> but no, it's great. I love this neighborhood. I can't believe you're so nearby. I you're know. like right there, oh, right? Behind. Literally, right near you guys. Yeah. It's we need to hack do this more often. All we don't have time. to be on camera. We just I know. We can just do it for real life. Okay. <laughs> Lucy, <laughs> can't you. wait to hear your new music and you. see who you're touring with. Yes. I can't wait. I can't tell you now. <clears but> I, will. <throat> I will. I will. I'm gonna announce it in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Yes. You're the best. Thank you. Bye, Lucy. Wasn't Lucy Silva's amazing? She is such a dreamboat. I love her. Make sure you keep your eyes open because she is having new music coming soon. Next week, Maggie Rose joins me. She has such an incredible voice. She has also been one of CMT's Next Woman of Country. She's also one of CMT's 17 to watch for 2017. And she's on the CMT tour, Next Women, with Martina McBride and Lauren Elena. And also Post Monroe is joining her, which I interviewed Post Monroe, and they're amazing. Can you believe all the things she's doing? She also got announced that she is playing a couple shows with Tim and Faith on their Soul to Soul tour. What? She is killing it. So you guys get excited. Have Maggie Rose join me next week.